Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Friday afternoon? Hope everyone is having a great week. Oh, I'm sorry, has had a great week. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, I lose track of days, you know what I mean? But I hope you had a great week anyway. Uh, hey, we got another hot one for you today. And, uh, man, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm so excited about the show today because we talk, we're going to be talking about something on the show today that is basically taboo in the black community, number one, okay? Because nobody wants to talk about mental illness. Yeah, you call your, your, your drunk uncle crazy or he's shell-shocked or he just, yeah, but it's more to that. It is more to that. And uh, we're going to be talking to a young lady today that is working in that field, and she's making great strides. To, to ensure that everyone understands, you know, what mental health, uh, good mental mental health is and how to deal with getting to that point. I hope I said it right. Y'all, y'all know me. I, I talk crazy sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to be doing here on the show today. Of course, I got my co-host coming in shortly to get on the train with us. So we got a whole lot of stuff. We got the quote of the day. We got the song of the day. Uh, then we just have you, the caller, the listener, who makes this show roll, you know, and, and I do appreciate you. And so I, I, I encourage you, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to call in. That's all you have to do. Feel free to call in. The number is 347-838-8622. And by chance you want to make a comment or anything, press the number one on your keypad. That tells me that you want to make a comment, and I'll bring you into the conversation. Now, by chance, you can't do that, but you still want to participate in the show. Our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay, now, you come into the chat room, 
You can come in as a guest. You can just read what's being put in the chat room, okay? Now, if you happen to come in as a uh, with a username, it doesn't matter, whatever username you want to use, then you'll be able to comment in the chat room uh, or have say, participate in the conversation that is going on in the chat room, okay? So those are the ways you can immediately participate in the show. Also, uh, there's an email. You can shoot me an email at ericletstalk at gmail.com. And the co-host email is p.leona.ross24 at gmail.com. All right, so those are all the ways you participate in the show. And as I always say, I want to hear from you. We want to know what's on your mind. You have any questions? Today is your day about mental health. Today is your day to bring them to us, and we'll see if we can uh, help you out and put you on the right track. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. I, I'm loving it already. I'm loving it already. Um, so those are all the ways you participate in the show. But before I go any further, let me go ahead and bring my co-host in. Y'all know I tell y'all all the time. She's the logical one, right? She used the big words and what have you. Me, I just tell you straight up how it is, cause that's the way I am. And uh, she does the same thing. She just uses more intellectual terms. <laughs> I guess I can say that she uses more intellectual terms than I do. But yeah, so let me bring her in. P. Are you there with me today? How you doing, darling? I'm doing good. Doing excellent as always. As always? Okay. As always. That sounds good. So, you excited about the show today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of good information going out. The people are going to need it, and I hope they take heart because this is a serious topic, you know, and and, and it it, it can result in in some life-changing experiences for some folks. Yeah, that's right, y'all. Y'all heard what you said? Some life experiences and changes in some folks. And, yeah, some of y'all need them changes, too. See, I told y'all she used them intellectual words. Hey. <laughs> oh, Lord, hey, mercy. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we got we got a good one for them today. I am telling you, we got a good one. Got a good one for you. Um, So, let's see. It's, it's about that time. Let's keep keep it moving real quick here, because I, I'm I really want to get to the topic, and I want to um, how to say uh, take a, take time away from this topic that we're going to be talking about because it is quite quite important. So, without that with that being said, it's that time, y'all, for me to make you bob your head a little bit, put a little music on your mind, and let you understand that music will make you smile. <laughs> I like that. I got to remember that next time. All right, so. Is an artist that I know a lot of you probably had never heard of, but I'm gonna bring him to you today. Y'all can say when you first heard him, you heard him right here on Let's Talk. So without further ado, here's Mr. Trip Lee and Clouds. Y'all enjoy the music. See you in about three and a half. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, this father dreamer. Woke up in the morning feeling like a million dollars Allen, can't nobody tell us no lie I'm old, I'm dreaming about the way I'm about to conquer All the monsters in my way, I'm feeling like I'm on fire I love the feeling when you're walking in your counting Ain't no turning back, I'm on and I ain't bitter, just what? I'm old, ain't no feeling, don't be silly Clouds like a mound. 
than the beacon inside I made a be honest, that shit was a blur I had a dream, but it was deferred I caught a beat and I'm beating the dirt Wondering when the dreams were seeking to merge But that's the way dreams go They hurt before they heal, if you ain't know They take before they heal, casino They kill before they live, casino Desires to stay far and away I see no fires that's never catching the blaze I see no Oh, 
All right. Today's quote of the day comes from Jonathan Harnish. Um, and the quote is simply, the strongest people are not those who show strength in front of the world, but those who fight and win battles that others do not know anything about. Again, the strongest people are not those who show strength in front of the world, but those who fight and win battles that others do not know anything about. I picked this quote because we're talking about mental health today, and many times we look at people and we see their characteristics and we look at their personality and they're always polite or they're always courageous and we're always drawing strength from them, and we we expect them to always be there. But we never see the unknown battles that they may be fighting within, behind the scenes, away from the public. See, so so I took this quote from that because we need to be a little bit more intuitive to those whom um, we depend on a lot because that is a great burden when, when, when you're the one that's responsible for everything and everybody. So if you're in an office or you're at a job or a corporation or know people, even members in your family who seems to be that go-getter who's always on the run, who's always there when you need them, sometimes it's just good to ask them how they're doing, you know, because you never know what goes on behind closed doors, you know? See? So the battles that they fight that you don't know about, hey, maybe you can give them an encouraging word. You never know how much that'll help, all right? So that's the quote of the day from Jonathan Harnish. Uh, today's Black History Moment is Hiram Rose Revels. He was born in 1827. He died in January 16, 1901. Mr. Revels was a U.S. senator, and he was also a minister in the African Methodist Episcopal Church, a college administrator as well. He was born in North Carolina, and he later lived and worked in Ohio, where he voted before the Civil War. Right? You hear that? He voted before the Civil War. Now, you know, black people didn't have right to vote, but he voted. He also became the first African-American and Native American to serve in the U.S. Congress when he was elected to the United States Senate as a Republican to represent Mississippi in 1870 and 1871 during the Reconstruction Era. Okay, so he was the first African-American, the first black U.S. congressman, and no doubt representing in the Reconstruction era, right immediately after the Civil War. And he represented it and represented the state of Mississippi, of all states. (laughs) And he was a Republican. Okay, now, the, his political wow. career. In 1865, Rebels left the AME Church and joined the Methodist Episcopal Church. He was signed briefly to churches in Leavenworth, Kansas, and New Orleans, Louisiana. He was called at a, as a permanent pastor at a church in Natchez, Mississippi, where he settled with his wife and five daughters. He was comparably a new man to, communi- to the community, he had recently been stationed at Natchez as a pastor in charge of the AME Church. And so far as known, he had never voted. Now, you just know he had voted in Ohio. But in Mississippi, he had never voted 
had never attended a political meeting, and, of course, had never made a political speech. But he was a colored man and presumed to be a Republican and believed to be a man of ability and considerably above the average in point of intelligence, just the man it was the thought the Reverend Noah Buchanan would be willing to vote for. He's just the man that the people would be willing to vote for. So in 1878, rebels represented um, the opening prayer in the legislature, and Lynch wrote that prayer, one of the most impressive and eloquent prayers that had ever been delivered in Mississippi Senate chamber, made Rebels a United States senator. He made a profound impression upon all who heard him. It impressed those who heard it that Rebels was not only a man of great natural ability, but he was also a man of superior attainment. Now, once he got to the legislature, there was an argument of whether he would be seated because they didn't want to seat him. But when he arrived in Washington, D.C., Southern Democrats opposed seating him in the Senate. And for they had two days of debate. At the end of the day, it was decided, Republicans to Democrats, uh, 48 to 8, on February, 2nd, on February 25, 1870, rather than on a party-line vote of 48 to 8, with Republicans voting in favor and Democrats voting against, became the first African-American to be seated in the United States Senate. Everyone in the gallery stood to see him sworn in. So y'all can check him out. His name is Hiram Revels, and he was the first black senator of these United States from the state of Mississippi, no doubt. That's mm. just a Mississippi. Mississippi. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they call it the silk. Is that what they call it? They the silk. I'm from the silk. Hey, that's some good stuff right there. That's one of those lesser known black history facts that we don't we never heard about. You know what? So interesting about that though, when you start talking about the Republicans and the Democrats, people don't understand that Democratic Party today was the Republican Party back then, and so forth and right. so on, vice versa. Yeah. You know, so before they get all those things, he was a Republican. You know, there's some people out there that will say that. But, no, it, it was reversed during that time. So, yeah, it was good. But thank you. That, that's some that's some great stuff there, Pete. Um, you know, and going to, back to the quote real fast, you know, I like to think what you said, the strongest people. Because remember, there's a thing that says, uh, I can't remember it word for word, but, you know, I'm going to put it in my own words, basically. You know, keep smiling. That way people won't know what you're feeling or what you're thinking. You know, so yeah. that that's basically what happens a lot of times. But you made a good point, though, because people sometimes just keep keep coming to you and asking for this, asking for that, won't help, won't help, won't help. But they don't realize that a lot of times while they're doing that, they're, what they're doing is dropping their burdens on you, and they leave all refreshed and what have you, and now you stuck with that burden on you, you know, that, that I, okay, let me put this way. They stuck with that spirit on you. You know what I mean? That's what you stuck with. But you don't realize it until later on when you what is wrong with me? up and you know, have these old pains and aches and, you know, just feeling down and gloomy because that's because, you know, people that left their little evil spirits on you and they, they walk away bone free and 
a lot of people don't know that's what they're doing, but then again, there are those out there that realize what happens, and they do that on purpose. So, you you know, the, and, I mean, you you tell me all the time, P, you got to stay in that prayer. You got to stay in that prayer because that's the only way you can combat things of that nature. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to. You got oh, yeah. to stay under, under the prayer. You got to stay under the covering because, hey, there's some dangerous stuff out there now. They they really after our mind, for real. For real. And so, yeah, so I, that's why I love that quote so much that you read. So, yeah. Thank you, ma'am, as always. You know, as always. And then you use such nice big words. You know, that's why I have to keep my thesaurus and my dictionary right here close to me. You know, because you be using the words I have to look up real fast. So I know what you be talking about. <laughs> but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So I only got a few great education, but I'm getting there. Hey, don't tell nobody else. All right. Anyway. All right. So that was your quote and the Black History moment of the day, man. I tell you. Woo! It's fun, fun, fun. All right, so once again, this is Let's Talk on Block Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Got my co-host Ryan with me, P. Ross, and we ready to bring you a hot one today with Miss Shauna Daly. Uh, I, you know, there's not enough many words I can use to um, express what this young lady is doing and, and the work that she's pushing forward. Uh, she is... Uh, the founder of Awake to Dream Again, and she has, man, I tell you, she has worked with children and adolescents within daycares, church events, high school tutoring programs, and family centers. Um, she served as a counselor of the Battering Information Invention and Prevention Program in Dallas, Texas. Um, she's currently a counselor of the Veterans Program in Killeen, Texas. She's also working on her LPC intern hours to fulfill her Texas State Board requirements. She is an emerging leader in her field who has made strides in aiding the approach strategies towards domestic violence offenders within the family system. And she has taken on the responsibility in joining the movement on improving mental health in the military community, her professionalism, but yet compassionate approach has allowed for the highest quality of care in the promotion of healing and growth. Now, that's just some of the things she has done. You know, hear me? Just some of the things. Oh, yeah, and she does a little podcast on YouTube Live on Sundays afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time that you can catch. Um, and they, re- they are really, 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 really good. I know last couple of weekends she's been doing um, self-sabotage. And we all know people self we, we self sabotage a lot of things, you know, on purpose or by accident all the time. All the time. You know, so we got plenty of time to do this. So y'all get your pencil papers out, get ready to write a little bit and uh, because we gonna get down today. Yes we are. Talking about this mental health thing. All right, so without further ado, man, let me bring this young lady in, the one, the only Miss Shauna. Hello. Shauna. Hello. How Hi. are you? Good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. 
first we want to say thank you for joining us today because we know you're a busy young lady, and uh, we really appreciate appreciate you taking out your time to um, come on the show and um, share some of this great knowledge that you have with us today. Thank you for having me. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit more about yourself, and especially this Awake to Dream Again, you know, because I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, again, my name is Sharna. Um, I went to get my master's degree from SMU in counseling, and when I was living in Dallas, I used to work at the Dallas County Jail, and um, I was a domestic violence offender counselor. And so many times I found a lot of my clients um, really didn't know who they were and what their fullest potential was. And so when one doesn't know who they are, they can become um, very frustrated, um, can be confused, and also can retaliate to the system, to the justice system especially, uh, when they feel like it's really not on their side. And so what I found in a lot of my sessions that I would be doing a lot of self-awareness, a lot of boundary talk, um, a lot of uplifting um, speeches and so when I decided to venture out to Awake to Dream Again, it was really, man, if we only knew what we could accomplish if we knew who we really were. And so the whole goal of Awake to Dream Again um, is really to discover the jewels that are hidden um, by coming into a place of knowledge and what you are destined to do in life. And to me, um, knowledge is power. And so um, once you do that, you can identify what tools are needed to uproot the seeds of stagnation. Um, and that's where the self-sabotage will come in, because a lot of times when we don't know who we are, we can tend to put up a mask or we can um, live life of how someone else uh, perceives us to do or tells us to do, and we're really not really fulfilling our potential. And so it's really once we discover and once we identify, um, we can fulfill what you're destined to be um, and really crown and really be crowned and really um, we're all queens and kings. Um, and so it's really just about discovering what can I put out in this world? Um, what do I do best? And so it's really understanding that mental health um, issues and also strengths Everyone deals with it. Every community deals with it. Every culture deals with it. And so it's really understanding um, how were these seeds planted, when was it planted, and why was it planted. And this could be positive and negative seeds um, that could be planted from um, past generations. So it's just really understanding who you are, um, really setting up yourself to establish a good legacy for your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, um, and breaking those family cycles that are, are very negative and highlighting those ones that are very positive. And so that's really the goal of um, what Awake to Dream Again is. Okay. Can you um, – hi. Thanks for being on the, on the show, Sharma. This is P. Ross. Um, can you elaborate on when, when, when you say boundaries, you know, um, the boundaries mm -hmm. that maybe have been limited, that have limited us from moving on. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit on what you mean by that? Okay. So, for example, I was just talking to a client yesterday about boundaries, 
And really what boundaries does, it's the defense mechanism because you can have the positive defense mechanisms and you can have the negative ones. And what boundaries would do, when you're off balance or when you are too exposed to whatever it is, um, boundaries come in that will protect you, that will protect your um, holistic self. So it will protect your spirit man, um, your physical, your emotional, your mental, or whatever needs to be protected. And so when I say boundaries, it's, it's meaning you can't have boundaries um, if you really don't know what your triggers are, um, what makes you upset, what makes you angry, what makes you most happy, because when you have boundaries, then you can have self-care, meaning um, if you like to work a lot, making sure that you take the time out to do something fun. And so um, when I say boundaries, it's, it's really a defense mechanism against the emotional baggage that Eric was talking about earlier. Um, when if you are talking to someone and they just plow everything that they're going through on you and you're leaving heavy and you're leaving sad and you're leaving down, well, that means you have a lack of boundaries because when we talk about that, we talk about, okay, making sure if, if I'm listening to this person, just like my career as a counselor, it's understanding if I'm listening to all of these problems, exactly when do I need to set a boundary Meaning, when I come off work and I go home, not thinking about work. That's an example of a boundary. I am a police officer, and I am going through a lot of um, rounds or trauma, then I need to set boundaries. Um, if I am an active duty or a veteran, and I've been overseas, it's really understanding what have you experienced, because PTSD happens um, every day. It can happen if you're in a car accident. It can happen if you're um, a spouse of a veteran or active duty member. And so when we talk about boundaries, it's really understanding who you are. And once you understand who you are, then you can protect that. And um, if something is provoking or something is um, putting your mind in danger, then you know when to set that line, when to draw that line, when to shut it off and shut it down. I got you. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And you said yeah. and you said that uh, PTSD can can happen in you know, it doesn't it's just not related and we know this a lot of people don't it's just not related to those um in the military or, or those who right. have who have had a you know, a, a violent episode in their life, but it can be almost right. from anything that traumatizes mm-hmm. you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So um, when we don't deal with PTSD, um, that's when those triggers will come about. That's when um, if you feel, okay, so for example, let's say you grew up without a father and mm-hmm. uh, you constantly felt left out um, or let down. Let's say he was incarcerated and he was never there. Well, if All you right. don't deal with that seed that was planted as far as being a fatherless child, and you don't understand the characteristics that come out of that, then once you are, are adult, you can develop commitment issues. You can develop um, anger issues because you've, you've never been able to express or get closure from that relationship. So it's really just understanding where these seeds were planted and understanding that everything that we do as adults, how we interact with ourselves and with our environment, it typically does stem from our childhood. And so it's very important when we deal with a traumatic episode, even as a child or as an adult, 
that we learn how to address that, whether it's um, seeking out professional help or even just dialoguing about it, just talking about it, um, talking to family members, talking to your parents, um, making sure that you are able to hold yourself accountable. If you know that you've been through something before and you have not talked about it um, and you feel like you're okay, you could be okay or it could be just something that you are um, defending and it's just hidden within. And sometimes, typically, it always comes out one way or another. And so I think this is why mental health is so important, um, especially addressing it within um, every community, all our generations. Um, I know that kind of sort of I was brought up really not hitting those hard topics, especially um, with mental health. And so it's, I, I think what I'm doing hopefully is bringing light to that and igniting dialogue with that. Yes, definitely. I have one more question for you, sort of yeah. go along with, with, with boundaries and, and everything that, that okay. you're saying. And um, now you said, you know, you have to talk about it. Now, I know when I get really stressed out, I can't always talk to, you know, anybody, you know. So I find myself keeping a journal of, of things mm-hmm. or, or writing poetry or something like that, which is a viable outlet. Um, for me, can you talk a little bit about that? If about journaling? Yeah. yeah. The other alternatives other than, you know, if you don't have anybody to talk to, what other outlets are there that a person could utilize, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, since I'm so heavy on talk therapy, um, meaning that I do advise that you have someone that you can talk to and reach out to, whether it's a mentor whether it's a friend or a sister or a brother or a mother or a father, whoever, I do believe that it is important for you to reach out to someone um, mm-hmm. because, again, it allows you to um, establish relationships. Um, it allows you to establish trust within that person and also can hold you accountable and hold yourself accountable. But um, I do like journaling. I think journaling is excellent if you choose not to speak on every single topic um, but, again, I love to process. I'm a process person. So even <laughs> after journaling, I would suggest that you still talk to someone um, yeah. because I think it's just so important, um, especially with dialogue. Again, a lot of people are used to not talking about it. So the whole goal is to break that mold and to break that strategy and really ignite the discussion. Gotcha. Okay. Very yeah. Good. I definitely think it's important, though, to – to have someone that you can talk to. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. But what if um, the instance is you try to journal, journaling, try writing in the journal, and you don't, you don't mm-hmm. get any satisfaction. You know, instead of the layers coming off the onion, you know, you basically add more layer to the onion. Okay, you don't trust anybody exactly. you talk to. Right. You feel as though you, feel as though, um, you talk to them, or oh, they ain't going to go back and talk about you, but no, they're really not offering any help. So how do we get around that, those, those feelings, those, those emotions? Right. Yeah, the first step would be really self-awareness. Um, again, understanding mm. what you can take and what you cannot take. If you're a person that you um, struggle with talking to someone, then, again, that would be a red flag because then the trust issues are there. The whole point of self-awareness 
is to really have the wisdom. If you feel like the person that you're talking to will just tell your business anyway, okay, try a different outlet. Um, try someone else. Um, try a counseling center. Try a therapist. I mean, try whatever you can try, um, whether it's the anonymous comment box on someone's page or just whatever. But I do feel like once you become self-aware and once you know and understand yourself, it should bring some wisdom and some discernment as far as what to share and what not to share. Okay. All right. I, I can get with that. I can get with that. Yeah. Now, here's a, here's an example that um one one of my friends, he's a veteran, and he shared this with me. Um, okay. He's been he had been going to he been going to counseling ooh, for umpteen years, and mm-hmm. he said every time every time he got comfortable with a counselor, um, they up and left. So now he says, I'm not going back anymore. I don't have time for that. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna open up to somebody, and believe me, this kind of guy don't open up to a lot of people. So when he said that, yeah. I'm like, wow. But basically, what he said is, if I'm gonna open up to people, I want them to be there. I don't want to have to start all over telling people the same thing over and over and over again just for them to get up and leave and just leave me hanging out there with my butt in the air. You know. So how 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 would you approach that, or how would you um, influence or not influence? How would you get him? Encourage him to go back for um, more counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would definitely encourage. Um, yeah, I would definitely encourage him to do that. But I think the thing is, um, is him understanding that again, everyone is human, right? We're all human, and people will make mistakes. The thing is, is not allowing someone to rob you of your opportunity to get professional help. And so if you're saying that he opens up to different counselors and they leave, then um, him researching that counselor. Um, Is this counselor an internship where they do have the potential to um, leave after they finish their hours? Is this counselor, how long has this counselor been at this counseling agency? And so it's really him doing his own research and, again, going with his gut, trusting um, what he's really feeling. And so those are the questions you can ask your counselor. Hey, how long do you plan on being here? Um, how long do you plan on um, staying at this agency? Do you plan on leaving anytime soon? So he doesn't get that factor of feeling abandoned because it does happen. I mean, again, we're human. Um, we have things, too, and we have lives, too. And so if a counselor decides to leave because they're dealing with their hours or because they get a better job offer, um, it's really important for the client to understand where this counselor is um, in his or her's career. Um, so I would definitely encourage him to seek out further help um, because, again, it, it shouldn't hurt. It should only help. And so if he has been experiencing that, um, I would say just keep trying. I mean, no one um, – no one will make you unlock what is hidden inside of you other than yourself. And so it's a matter of if he is really determined to get some healing and to get some help with whatever struggles that he has, he's going to have to understand that he will be disappointed sometimes, but it, it's okay to keep going. Um, so that's what I would advise him to do. I would really advise him to 
not give up and to kind of reach out to someone else or to another counselor and, and, and kind of interview. So when we first meet a client, not only do we kind of mm-hmm. interview them, we expect it for the client to interview us. So they can ask us questions like, okay, what is your background? What experience do you have? How long have you been here? Do you plan on staying here? So, yeah, I mean, it's okay for him to do that. I have a, I have a question on that note. I have a question on that note with the scenario that, that he gave. What if that, yeah. that person or that young man, whomever, that client is dealing with, with trust issues and then it, it seems like what he's, in, in, you know, what he's saying is that inadvertently, you know, he's going back to square one starting all over, you know, being forced to trust, you know, somebody yeah. else. You know, right. and, and what can be difficult for you know for somebody, some, especially with the VA, because the VA changes, switches, you know, for our veterans, which is unfortunate, and and they are forced, right. you know, to to endure that over and over again. What is what is a probable solution for that, or how do how do we help people combat that? Yeah. Um, again, I. Um... I don't even know how to answer that because, again, life happens, and there is no uh, answer to that really because it's the VA. I don't want to talk negatively on the VA, but, again, um, it is a business. It is a system, and so things will happen. Um, Mm -hmm. I've heard the same thing from clients that I see that they just prefer to go elsewhere. But, again, um, that is the risk that you're taking, and also Mm -hmm. that is something that is given to you um, without charge per se. So, again, I would say use the wisdom um, and go with your intuition. Is this if, if something seems off or it seems like it will change soon or it's like kind of like, no, there's no consistency here, then I would take, mm-hmm. I would take it elsewhere. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, trust me, I've heard it, I understand it, I get it. No one wants to continue to see different counselors. That's a lot. Um, and so, it yeah, is. it's just really choosing wisely. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely you know, And, and um, you know, the, the interesting part is, you know, veterans, the majority of veterans, if they've been in the military any um, length of time, you know, they become used to a structure or having things done a certain way, you know, and, and – what happens? What happens when when you start having counselors, different counselors? You begin to you feel kind of what, what word am I looking for? You feel like you, you act out there, I guess you can say, because there's no constant there. You know, you always changing, changing. You have to go and see this person. Now you have to go and see this person, and you get the you get the thought process of why am I even here? Because they they really not listening. They're not really going to do anything. Help me, really. Um, I remember one instance where the counselor left and come to find out um, she wasn't even keeping uh, um, notes on, on the counseling sessions, which, you know, messed up for, for messed up for the people coming in, you know, to take her caseload over. It was like, bam, it was like, was like starting all over. Um, you know, and, and people don't believe it, but, number one, that will cause, cause I'm, I'm talking veterans now because I'm a veteran, so I, I understand more what the, how they think that that does cause right. us veterans to what go back into depression a little bit, um, more anxiety because you know once again 
we don't have there's not that outlet there. There's there's not that yeah. outlet. Um, you know, some counselors, you know, they they encourage you to journal. You know, writing your journal. But if you, if you have a busy lifestyle or if you you going down the rabbit hole, as I like to say. You know, that's the last thing you're thinking about is picking up anything and writing it in. The only thing you want to do is lay on your couch, get you a good nap in, wake up, look around, go back and get you another good nap in. Because you're going down the rabbit hole now because you feel there's no one out there to help you. There's no one out there to listen to you. And then you, you start questioning, why am I even here? What What, what is it? Why, what is my worth now? Right. And, and you know, we, things like that, we, you know, there has to be help. And that's why I'm glad you're doing the things that you're doing because you you are providing, you know, positive influence and, and uh, feedback to help not only just the veterans but everybody else that may be going through these 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 trials in their life, I guess you can say. You know. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about, about the depression. I mean, what, what have you found dealing with these, these different groups that you deal with? How, what have you found out about them and the way depression attacks someone, you know, what causes depression? Mm-hmm. Is there one a lot of thing cause... or is there more? Well, a lot of things can cause depression. Um, again, life stressors can cause depression, um, PTSD, mm-hmm. not knowing who you are, um, the self-awareness, um, what we've been talking about for the past months on a Wake to Dream Again Facebook page. Um, also, um, life, <laughs> you know, um, and I think it goes back to having the balance really and understanding that things will come about. Opposition will always come. Life is stressful. Life is hard. But again, if you do not have that balance, something will be compromised, whether it's your mental health. And so when we talk about depression, Um, depression is someone that feels helpless, right? Someone that feels hopeless. Um, And so when you really don't know who you are, um, you can have, you can experience depression and you can experience sadness because you're, you're watching life um, pass you by and you really don't know um, your place in life. And so um, you have to have that balance. You have to, have to, have to have it. It is so essential to the way of healthy living. And so, um, you know, again, we talk about that holistic approach, right, when we talk about the mental, the physical, um, and the emotional and the spiritual. And so if you're giving yourself too much um, to a certain thing, like um, one of the examples in the Wake Again video was um, if you're working out, you're working out, your body looks good, you're eating healthy, but then your emotional state is messed up. What good are you doing your body? And so it's really going hand in hand. So um, Socrates, who's a great philosopher of holistic um, approach, and he talks about you cannot fix the whole um, if you don't address all parts. And so it's basically saying that you cannot address one thing and not make sure that everything else is in order. So it really goes hand in hand. And so I feel like when we neglect something, then it allows depression to come in. It's like an open door. It allows frustration. It allows um, you not to understand who you are. It allows you to be used. It allows distrust. It allows 
Um, I mean, it's just so many things that it allows when you when you honestly don't understand um, what you bring to this world. I think if a lot of people knew who they were destined to be and what their was, um, it would mm-hmm. decrease the amount of depression and sadness that that happened. On the on the on that same topic, talk to me yeah. about uh, bipolar moodle disorder. You know the highs and the lows, and the efficacy uh, of of the medications that they take. The you know the Paxil, the Zoloft, the other things that are out there, versus a holistic approach like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm a counselor, and so we do talk therapy. I do not. Um, prescribed medication that would be a psychiatrist. And uh-huh. so uh, my approach would be more of the holistic approach, um, uh-huh. which is, and, and medication can um, be included in that plan. Just because it's holistic, it doesn't mean that medication is not in that factor. It just depends yeah. on what works for the client, what's going to be most effective, what's going to be most um, lasting. Um, because the goal is to not have the client be on medication their whole entire life. That is right. my goal. I speak right. for any other right. professional um, in yeah. this field, but that would be the difference is understanding that, okay, once we're done with therapy, what are some tools that I can give you? So when you're not in therapy, you can use these tools when you're at home, when you're experiencing right. life. So it's right. just really important to understand um Medication doesn't work for everyone, but medication may work for some. So I definitely don't knock that um, that way of living. It's just a matter of, okay, if we're going to include medication, then we need to include everything else that goes with it. We need to include those skills. And so you'll see some clients that see both. You'll see clients that will go to a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. but will also go to a counselor. And um, that's what we would call community response. And that means that we will collaborate and work together for that one client. So it definitely works. Yeah, I I, I think I like the the idea of maybe, you know, you're on medication, but slowly, you know, yeah. you win off as you gain better coping skills. Um, because I'm, I, I know this um, one older lady, um, I don't know when she started taking uh, antidepressant medications, but it's quite a few that she's on. And um, now... She has lost a considerable amount of weight. She has no appetite. The medication causes her not to be hungry. So, mm-hmm. you know, they had to force her to eat, and it got so bad that, you know, they had to um, um, uh, institute a feeding tube because she was less than, than, than 70 pounds. You know, I, I think that after, you know, all a, a number of years or a, a decade, there has to be um, some proactiveness, you know. I would, I would think, you know, to say, okay, you know, maybe you don't need all of these these medications, rather than, okay, we're going to take you off this and put you on this. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying that'll work for everybody, but yeah. you know, just for you know a case like that, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty detrimental, you know. And and right. I never knew, you know, until I met her, you know, that, you know, antidepressants had the ability to, to even, you know, do that. That had those types of of side effects. 
you know, yeah. and, and it's really it's really hard to to, to watch, you know. Yeah. So it, it, there were you know other avenues that were available to you know to people you know who would be I guess like her, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's so important to establish talk about mental health, um, mm-hmm. even with children, um, because a lot of the times when we suffer from mental health issues, we really don't understand the treatments that are out there, the the alternatives that are out there, and right. also what works best. And so if we were to talk about mental health more, then you would understand, okay, I've heard this helps, I've heard this works, I've heard this doesn't work, I've heard this this does work. And so it's it's a matter of educating yourself about mental illness and understanding that everyone will have their own way of doing things. Um, so that's why I'm saying it's okay to get second opinions, just like medical, if you had a medical issue. Um, even doctors would advise you to get a second opinion. And so that would be the same thing with mental health. Um, and understanding that there are so many ways to address it, and so everyone's going to have their own way of doing it. True, true. Yeah, and I know um, in, in this particular uh, this particular situation, they did mm-hmm. get um, second opinions and and all of that, but you know. By that time, I think the damage, you know, the damage had already, you know, been been done, and the only solution was try to give medication to counteract what the other medications were, you know, were 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 doing. But yeah, so like I said, it was it ended up just being more medication and more medication, but you know, no good results, you know. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I think when it comes to that medic- medication thing, sometimes I think medication is is the easy way out. I, I really do. Not that it actually helps. So sometimes it's just more of a placebo for some people. You know, okay, this, I got this medication right here, and it's supposed to do this, that, that. So by taking it, that's how they feel. Oh, I'm good. Okay, but if you don't take it, then all of a sudden their mental state is, ah, oh, I'm about to blow up. I'm about to lose my mind because I ain't taking my meds this morning. And I, I really. I think a lot of times medication is used too much. You know, it, it really is. And I, I'm kind of with Shauna. You know, sometimes it, it, it's not medication that's going to get you there. You know, it's just a frame of, of, of mind. I, I feel anyway. That's just me. You know, cause, of course, listen who's talking, right? <laughs> okay. Um, Shauna, you got this. And some people, some people will use medication as a buffer as a way mm-hmm. to allow that client to come um, to a place where they can take on the tools that they want to use. And so, you know, like I said, it works for some, but it doesn't work for others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, this is, we have Miss Shauna Daly on the line with us today, and we're talking mental health here on the show. So by chance, if you're listening and you may have any questions for her, feel free to call in, 347-838-8622. Hey, we'll be here for the next, at least the next hour, so y'all have time, so let's do this. Um, the Duluth model, what is that, Shauna? I see you have it down, and I, I was always curious about that. What is the Duluth model? The Duluth model is what we use for domestic violence offenders. Um, so the Duluth model addresses 
pretty much all areas, honestly, is like a holistic approach to domestic violence. So, again, we do believe that a lot of offenders um, have been through trauma as a child um, or has witnessed trauma as a child. And so they kind of carry that on in the way they communicate, in the way that they handle a relationship. And so the Duluth model really addresses um, trust and support. It addresses um, sexual abuse. It addresses um, the emotional abuse and the emotional state. Um, It addresses children. It addresses generational things. And so the Duluth model is a curriculum that we would follow when we teach a guy who, or a woman, um, but all of my clients were men, but um, that we would teach our clients about domestic violence. So it was really educating. And, again, that's the whole point of Awake to Dream Again is igniting the dialogue because a lot of people don't talk about domestic violence. And so um, the curriculum really allows you to educate um, your client about what exactly domestic violence looks like and how you can um, help yourself with domestic violence and how you can also um, – prevent that domestic violence from happening again. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um, you, you know, you said something that really stuck to me when you just said it. How does, mm-hmm. how domestic violence looks? How, I mean, is there a certain way it, how it, it, it looks? Or um, Please explain that a little bit more. Okay. So there are several different types of um, abuse. So there's, of course, mm-hmm. the obvious, the physical. Um, I think sexual is, is pretty popular, too. Um, then you have the spiritual. You have the emotional slash mental. Um, you have the um, financial abuse. And so what that looks like is a lot of the guys would come in and would say, oh, no, I'm not a bad person. I mean, I may, you know, curse her out one time, but I never hit her. That's, I've heard that so many times. I never hit her. Okay, you never hit her. You're here because you're, um, it's said that you hit her, but since you are here, let's talk about some more types of abuse. And so um, what that really looks like is, for example, that self-sabotage thing again. It comes up again. Um, If you have commitment issues, if you have trust issues. Um, So if you know that you have trust issues or commitment issues and you get into a relationship, is that domestic violence. A lot of people would say, no, not really. No, it is. Because, again, if you know that you have no, um, you don't trust anyone, why would you allow someone to come in your space? You know, so it just creates that miscommunication. It creates that unrealistic expectation. If you've been hurt a lot um, and you don't really want to be in a relationship, have you talked to her about it? And so when miscommunication is in a relationship, it can cause you um, to be abusive. It can cause you to send mixed uh, signals. It can cause you to um, lash out or be angry. Um, A lot of them didn't really think that cheating was abusive. It is very abusive because you're not protecting yourself, nor are you protecting your partner. Um, And that could be sexual abuse, and it can also be emotional and mental abuse. Um, having your partner deal with someone who is um, who cannot commit and someone who is stepping out in their relationship. So, yeah, it's really just um, educating and opening up everyone's eyes. I know I would learn a lot from the curriculum and be like, oh, I didn't 
really think that was abusive, but yeah, it really can be. And so these are the things that we need to address when we talk about self-awareness. Um, what are the habits mm-hmm. that you can create um, that allows you not to be successful in life or in relationships? And so it's really uncovering those things so you can address it and you can move on and move forward. Hmm. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, I hope y'all get that out here, man, because she put down some, some knowledge for you. I'm telling you. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Y'all should have my little notepad. I got all kinds of stuff. Ah, see. Hey, good, good. That's a great thing. Um, You mentioned spiritual abuse. I, I think that's mm-hmm. one a lot of people are not aware of. Can you go a little bit in, in depth about that? Okay. So, you know, the most obvious when um, you say spiritual abuse, it can be like, oh, we're talking about church. No, that doesn't have to be just spiritual abuse. But spiritual abuse can also be um, if you don't share the same morals, if you don't share the same values, if you don't um, hold yourselves accountable, um, if you do not share the same value when it comes to raising of your children, and so when we say spiritual abuse, we mean literally on all aspects. For example, um, so I guess we talk about cheating. That's been the example that we've been using. So mm-hmm. not only is cheating um, sexual and also emotional slash mental, it could be spiritual. Because if you're not holding your relationship in the same light your partner is holding and you know that you're not holding it in the same light they're holding, then that's definitely spiritual because, again, we're talking about morals, values, and core beliefs. And that's when we say, when we say spiritual abuse, it's more of um, taking advantage of someone's belief system. Hmm. That's wow. good, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. I... <laughs> Go ahead, T. Uh, you got sound like you got something to add to that. Go ahead. No, no, no. I say that's good right there because it answers, you know, a, a lot of questions, especially um, in, you know, when when we always want to relate it to church or we want to relate it to um, some religious sect. But what it all boils down to is what you believe and what what your morals are and what what your characters are. And if your partner, husband, wife, whatever, the significant other is not honoring that, you know, I didn't realize that that was abuse. Oh, wow, that's that's good right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand that. Right. And so that's the whole point of really being self-aware. Man, I mean, there's just so many things that we don't realize um, that we can put ourselves in, if we only knew um, how we need to operate and how we need to interact with people and ourselves, I think it will definitely decrease the amount of times we get hurt or the amount of times we hurt people. But that's not going to happen if you don't allow yourself to be influenced. And when I say be influenced, meaning um, having these discussions with people, whether um, it's in your intimate relationship or with a friend or with a mentor. Um, it's just having dialogue, really having discussion, um, looking up things yourself or experiencing different things for yourself. And, again, that is all mental health. But, again, I think it has such – sometimes it has a negative stigma, like, oh, mental health, that I'm not sick, I'm not ill, I'm not crazy. No, you don't have to be crazy to want to figure out what's going on with you and how you interact with the world. Um, it's just understanding 
um, okay, if I deal with this, if I have been through this type of abuse before, I need to set up this boundary, again, here goes the boundaries, to make sure that I don't go through it again. Or if I do go through it again, how do I handle this thing? If I have been through someone that has anger issues and he's constantly having these episodes, I have to question, before I question him, what is allowing me to stay in this kind of relationship? What is in with me that I have to deal with so I know that I deserve better, so I know that there is more out there for me versus me putting up with someone who is abusive? So I always thought off with that, you know, um, with any relationship, it's kind of like, okay, well, okay, Sharna, what do you need to deal with within yourself? Why are you reacting to this thing? And, again, that's a trigger. Um, why are you reacting to this thing, and how can we solve it so it doesn't happen again? Um, so it's really, again, self-awareness, man. It, it, it addresses all things. Hmm. Wow. I see it keeps going back to self-awareness, which is, yeah. is real, very within. interesting. Yeah, all yeah. starts with um, Let's 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 um uh talk about relationships first. Mm-hmm. Are are there any specific questions one should ask a potential mate before entering into a relationship with them as far as mm-hmm. their mental well being? Um I think the number one question would be what is your intention? What is our intention in this relationship? Are we just wanting to be friends? Um, are we wanting to get married? Is this something that's going to last a long time? Is this a temporary thing? It's really setting up your goals, setting up your expectations. And, again, the self-awareness will help you do that. Self-awareness will allow you to set up realistic expectations. And so it always starts within. And I think this is why we can – end up in relationships and it hurts us more than it helps us is because we really didn't understand what we needed or what we wanted out of that relationship and what we needed from our partner and what we wanted from our partner and what we needed from ourselves. And so it's really the the first question would be um, what is our intentions Mm -hmm. with this relationship? Um, Also understanding um, it's okay to ask about past relationships. Um, you don't have to share in detail, but it, it's okay, and I think it is definitely helpful if you ask, okay, well, what happened in your past relationship? Why didn't it work out? What did you learn from that? Um, doesn't mean you have to place blame, but, okay, what did you learn from that relationship? Is this something that you could have improved on? Um, so it's really getting the back history, just like even if you're getting to know someone um for a relationship and you need to understand and ask about their childhood, how was they raised? Um, Because, again, if you're in a relationship, the goal is to merge your core beliefs, merge your morals, merge your values, and understand that we all come from different walks of life. But if you're choosing to get into a relationship, then you're choosing to compromise on whatever it is. Um, And so everything is a choice. You're not obligated to, to enter into a relationship with someone. And I think some sometimes we get um, mistaken by that. It, it is a choice. You choose to stay in whatever you're choosing to stay in. And so if you're making that choice, it's 
it's uh, becoming okay and being aware of, okay, I take this and I take that, but I'm choosing not to take the other characteristic that you have. Because um, your relationship should bring out the best within you. It should dig up whatever needs to be dug up um, so you can be your best self. Um, and so that's what I advise when it comes to relationships is, is really asking those hard questions and really talking about um, how is your mother and father's relationship? What did you see when you grew up? Um, if they're divorced, did they ever interact with you together or just whatever? Um, so like I said, I think everything um, is established via childhood. And so asking those questions when it comes to someone's upbringing would be very important for you to determine if you want to enter into a relationship or not. Wow. That is a that was a whole lot of stuff right there. But I, you know what? I, yeah. I can see that, though. Yeah, I, I can actually see that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you said it a little while ago, depends on, on the family. I mean, depends on the people involved in, in the relationship. Um cuz you don't want to bring you don't want to bring that bad baggage into a relationship with you uh emotionally anyway and I often say you know kids kids imitate what their parents do especially if, if there's nothing positive going on i.e. abuse in the household and the kid grows up seeing that the whole time when they become adults uh, you know they basically believe you know it's okay it's okay to yell at at, at your spouse it's okay to you know maybe Punch your spouse every now and then because that's right. what they 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 grew up in, uh, you know. But I, you know, I understand you have to ask. But how would you even approach asking someone like that? If, if how would you approach asking them? You know, I guess I guess basically you could say just like you just put it. Um, well, how was your childhood? You know, you know mm-hmm. did, did your dad beat your yeah, mom? And- I mean, would you come straight? I mean, would you come straight for it? Conversations will mm-hmm. come up. Um, so no pressure. You just have to make sure that every time you feel like you're trusting this person more, you have to mm-hmm. um, make a conscious effort in getting to know them more. Um, because that's one dangerous thing that you can do is trust someone you don't know. And a lot of the times we can end up in relationships and we feel like we know this person, but then we discover more. And more and more, and I've heard so many times, like, man, if I only knew how he really was. And so my question is, okay, mm-hmm. you take the time out to really get to know him. It's okay to guard your heart. It's okay to have boundaries. Again, this is where the boundaries will come in. Um, it's okay <laughs> to be. Um, it's okay to be standoffish at the beginning. Um, it's okay to kind of. Okay, we're gonna see. We're gonna observe. And so once you do let go completely, you can have a relationship where you understand who this person is. And, you know, of course everyone changes. Um, we all change from different experiences. But the, the beautiful thing is finding your dance, finding the dance with the relationship that you're in, um, evolving, being flexible. And so that's what it really boils down to is really evolving with your partner. Hmm. Wow. Bobbing with your partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. 
that that's a lot of work right there. <laughs> that's a lot of yeah, work. Yeah, really. It definitely work. <laughs> yeah, it should be work. <laughs> well, it should be work. You know, yeah, there, there's some individuals out there that that would actually disagree with you on that. Yeah, there are those. I've had them call into the show and say, no, you know, a relationship slash marriage, whatever, shouldn't be work. It should be something easy Mm -hmm. and smooth. They tell me, I'm like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. No, I never thought, I never heard somebody say it was like that, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, So, wow. You know, you have you have shared so much with us, and we just we still got forty five minutes to get some more in. So, Pete, you got anything you want to bring forth before I I, I, I continue? No, go ahead. Okay, all right. So, so Shauna, um, mm-hmm. okay, we discovered emotional baggage, self sabotage. You know, I, I don't know why they keep popping up, popping, but self sabotage. But let's talk mm-hmm. more about that. I think that's the one I really want to get into. Because people have a tendency to do that, whether they know it or not. You know, they get a right. good relationship going or something like that, and they'll do something just to make sure it ends, you know, like start an argument or start accusing the other partner of doing so and so. They know it's not true, but that's the only way yeah. they can feel um, they can get out or protect themselves. I guess that's a good way of putting it. A lot of people self sabotage right. to protect right. themselves slash their feelings. So can we talk a little bit more in depth about that? How how do we how can we spot that? And, and the second part of that is how do we fix it? You know, we make to keep it from happening. Right. Yeah. So it's it's all about analyzing um, yourself and how you interact with your environment, how you interact with certain people. And so if you find yourself um, repeating the same patterns of behavior um, over and over again, or um, you allow hinder to, um, you allow fear to hinder you from speaking up when you have an issue, or you avoid um, healthy confrontation, um, or you shut down, or you retaliate when you're hurt, um, you keep people out, you procrastinate, you have negative thoughts or emotions, um, those are the things that you need to question. Um, those are the things that you need to ask yourself. And so that would look like checking in um, and, again, having that self-awareness come in. And so self-sabotage um, is something that manifests where you are limiting yourself. And so it's really a defense mechanism against disappointment, right, because no one wants to feel hurt. No one wants to feel disappointed. No one wants to fail, and so the easiest thing is, okay, let me jump ship before I can find out the results of whatever I need to find Mm. out. And so um, this this author, he's he's really good. His name is Adam Sosinski, and he's saying that self-sabotage protects you from getting hurt and and does what it thinks to do best, and it also Mm. keeps you in the confined comfort zone. And so when we talk about self-sabotage, we always talk about, well, I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. Um, that's mm. the most I've heard, especially working with domestic violence offenders. Well, I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. I'm going to jump ship before you can jump ship. Um, and so self-sabotage really seeps in when there's no communication. 
whether it's within yourself or whether it's with um, your partner. And so um, the goal is to really um, analyze and be committed to whatever you're trying to commit yourself to. And so when you shut down and you don't know how to um, talk about what you're feeling to whoever it is, whether it's yourself, then, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can self-sabotage. You can um, bring failure to yourself, and it it should have never been there in the first place. Um, And so, yeah, it really starts with your thoughts. Um, So being purposely aware of what you're thinking and replacing it with positive ones. And so when we talk about self-sabotage on the video on Facebook that I did last week, it's called the five S's, right? It's called um, Shauna's Steps to Soul Self-Sabotage. And so that is really saying that um, it's really about awareness, like acknowledging that there is a problem. And so if you want, I can go over the seven steps that I feel like it does work, especially with the experiences that I have with clients. And so... um, Mm -hmm. The step is to have, like, a healthy plan. Again, coming into the awareness and coming into the, know- into the knowledge that I don't have it all together, that I'm not perfect, that I make mistakes. And so um, the first step would be acknowledging that there is an issue in the way you process information. So, again, if you've heard before where you um, confront a person and they're like, that wasn't my intention, no, that's not how it went, you kind of have to take a step back. And, and say, okay, was this really what was happening, or um, is it me? Am I just trying to, am I self-sabotaging this situation? Um, step two would be educating yourself about the behaviors you can recognize that ignites the destructive thoughts. And so we all go through these negative thoughts, whether it's about ourselves or about the world. And so the whole goal is to consciously be aware of those negative thoughts so you can immediately replace them with positive ones. Because when we um, allow negative thoughts to overtake us, then it will hinder you Mm -hmm. from being whatever you want to be, from doing whatever you want to do. And so it's really educating yourself about the behaviors, um, acknowledging that you do have an issue. Um, Step three would be allowing yourself to be influenced by a qualified source. And when I say qualified source, um, just like we were talking about earlier, that will come with wisdom. It doesn't have to be someone professional, but someone that you know that will take your information and hold it close, someone that won't take advantage of your vulnerability. And so that would be a qualified source. Um, And so coming to a state of wanting to find a solution that works. So it's really having the determination, just like you were saying um, about your friend that has went through these trust issues with these counselors. Um, it's really about being determined for your own health, um, taking uh, control of your mental state. And so it, it shouldn't matter whatever anyone else says or does. It's really not giving up. And, yeah, it's definitely easier said than done, but I think that's what separates um, a person being healthy versus a person being unhealthy mentally. It's can I push past this threshold? Can I not self-sabotage my situation of seeking help? Um, step four would be committing the solution suggested, committing to the solution suggested. So this includes the journaling that we were talking about. It includes your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. So 
So really keeping track. So some people learn in different ways. Um, some people like the visual. So some people like to write out their plan or write out their experiences. And whatever works for you, um, then you stick to it and you're consistent about it. Just like we're consistent at eating every day and feeding our bodies every day. We should, be, we should use that same consistency and do that with our mental health. Um, number five will be being um, willing to repeat the steps suggested if you find yourself stagnant on wanting more. So it's kind of like when you're working out. When you're working out three days a week, you can tend to um, plateau, right? So the whole goal is, okay, right. since I'm plateauing, then I need something else to push me, to push me past that threshold like we were just saying. And so it's really understanding, and we're forever, forever learning. Uh, mental health um, is for everything. It will last a lifetime. It's always checking in. It's always having that balance. It's always having accountability. Um, even me as a therapist, I make sure that I have people in my life where I can check myself. Um, I do make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I'm human. So it's really understanding, like, okay, if this is something that I'm struggling with, especially self-sabotage, um, I had issues with confidence. So my thing is if I feel in like I want to revert back and not really push myself through whatever I have a goal in, I have people that will hold me accountable and be like, no, ma'am, you will, you know, do this. Okay, let's write it out. Um, I was just on the phone to uh, one of my friends um, last night, and we were talking about today and how oh, I'm like, man, I feel nervous. And she's like, no, let's write it, you know, let's do a plan. And so it's really being accountable and being aware of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. What are your struggles? Um, what are your weaknesses and what are your strengths? And, again, that won't come in unless you are honest with yourself. Honesty is key. If Just like you expect someone to be honest with yourself, expect yourself to be honest with yourself. Um, number six, give yourself realistic goals. Um, again, self-awareness should enable you to set appropriate boundaries, which entails goals. So it's really um, once you are aware and um, you set realistic goals, meaning just like, again, working out, you can't expect for you, you don't work out for two years and you expect to hit the gym five times a week for two hours. That's not going to work. Even your body knows that. So it's really understanding, mm -hmm. okay, it's setting up realistic goals. Because when you set up realistic goals, you can accomplish those goals. And so the, the whole thing is, once I accomplish one goal, I can set another. I can set another. I can set another. I can set another. And you keep, you know, you keep it going. And um, the last step would be once your goals have been achieved, develop a system of maintenance. So like I was saying er earlier, mental health is a forever thing. And so always checking in with yourself and allowing people to check in with you will be consistent. Um, I know the most successful people even have a team um, to keep them grounded, you know, to keep them um, centered and to keep them balanced. And so it, it's all about finding your own balance act. Um, everyone is going to be different. Um, some people may have one person to talk to. Some people may have a whole team. It just depends on what works for you. Hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and as you was giving giving those those steps out, I, I kept thinking about, dang, that's just sound like being in a relationship right there, you know, and keep yeah. like communication, 
communication, yeah, you know, speaking. Right. So, yeah, it's like it all it all rolls into one neat little ball if you do it correctly. Uh, you know, um, also um, something else I was going to ask you, I don't forgot now, but um, mm-hmm. communication. I, I I see that that seems to be a big 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 part of everything. You know, oh, I know yeah. what it was now because I, I like to say every six months a person should at least do a self analysis of yourself. You know, not right. not anybody else, just of you, which basically comes to two what two weeks, two times a month. I mean, excuse me, two times mm-hmm. a year. You know, you should just sit down yeah. and just reevaluate what you're doing, how you do. You know, so would you agree with that, or, or should it be uh, more? I would say, um, yeah, the, the more the better. Yeah, I would say the more the better. It, it doesn't hurt. It will never hurt to analyze where you're at in life and analyze are you satisfied, are you happy, are you reaching your fullest potential? Because, again, we always change. Um, our experiences um, can change us. Our environment can change us. So it's okay to, to question yourself, okay, Um what am I doing right and what am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? Um, and listen to people that are around you um, and listen to those people that are holding you accountable. So, yeah, I definitely do agree with having self-analysis is definitely important, especially towards your growth, because there's always something that we can improve on. Um, there's always something that we need to be learning. And um, so understanding your environment and, and finding your balance act is what's going to um, mm-hmm. set you up for success in the long run. In the long yes. run. And communication, okay. communication, communication. Um, communication ceases all confusion. That's my whole model. Communication ceases all confusion. Um, okay. Understanding how you need to um, talk with people, how you need to talk with yourself. And really, communication, if you think about it, is really self-awareness. Um, when you're communicating with yourself, is really being aware. It's really having, um, really analyzing where you're at. And so if communication is key within yourself, then it's going to be key when you're interacting with other people. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I have a, I got a question for you. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. just um, sent it to me. It says, um, I need a woman's point of view. When you are in when you are in a relationship, the beginning was good. Now, three and a half years later, I feel no closer to him now than I did from the beginning. Where do I go from here? He works a lot, but I don't want to be so quick quick to quit. So she's been in this relationship for three years, and she's still yeah. is at that place yeah, where she's three and a half years. Okay. Well, so my, yeah. my well, whole, um, my whole approach wouldn't even be on him; it would be on her, right? Because it's a female that's asking the questions. Um, right. Yes. My first question would be, what has allowed you to stay in this relationship for three years and you're not satisfied? So for me, I would ask, um, where did you learn this from? Um, yeah, what really has allowed you to stay in this relationship? Because it's so easy for us to focus on the other person, but I would advise mm-hmm. her to analyze herself. Um, what what am I missing? Uh, where did I go wrong when it comes to being in such a, a long-lasting relationship? 
and I'm not satisfied? When were, the, when were the first signs of not being satisfied? And why did I ignore those signs? Hmm. Yeah, because hmm. everything is all about learned behavior. Um, we learn how to right. interact with people. We learn how to have relationships through what we see. And so my thing is, again, from the beginning, when we talked about what a wait to dream again was, it's really understanding where these seeds were planted, how was it planted, and why were they planted. So um, why and how and where was the seed of um, her staying in such a long relationship and not being satisfied. So, again, self-awareness. Self-awareness. <laughs> yep. Always oh, analyzing with it. Always, always. Thank okay, you. Okay. So I'm on um I'm on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. So uh, if you guys have any questions, please ask. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a good approach um, to ask yourself. I mean, you know, because we're always gonna have issues and problems again because we understand that it's life. But if you um if you start with asking yourself that question first, it will help you not point the finger at someone else. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal is I need to ask myself this question first. Let let me search within. Why am I in this relationship for three years? And um and again, the it, it's not really about shaming, it's just about really understanding this seed um, that has been planted, how can I move forward? How can I uproot this seed so I can have a happy, satisfying um, relationship with my partner or with myself? Hmm. Okay. And I have some questions. Yeah, so I have some questions Hmm. from um, Facebook. So one of the questions is, how can we as people help bring awareness or take off the stigma about mental health? Um, so it's really about um, supporting one another. So when I said earlier right. about um, collectivism, community cap- uh, collaboration, and so it's, it's understanding that having this discussion, I mean, really talking about it, um, talking about it as casual as you can, talking about it with your kids, mm-hmm. talking about it in churches, with the youth, um, with the community. I mean, it's, it's really understanding that uh, mental health is in everything that we do, um, whether it's taking care of your body, whether it's um, taking care of um, your emotional state or your mind or your spirit, man. It's all about what can we do or what can I do to make myself better? And so to help that stigma is really um, uniting as one and really supporting whoever is trying to um, open up that barrier and really supporting them and pushing them through. And also you discussing and you come in, um, have an approach about mental health. And so I think that that would really help, just like this example um, being on radio or being on TV and talking about it, being on different shows and talking about it, um, really just starting the dialogue. I think everything begins with dialogue. And um, so that would be my answer to that question. Mm, okay. And then 
Another question is, how can we stay connected to Awake to Dream Again? Um, so, again, the, the way you stay connected would be Facebook, Awake to Dream Again, and also Instagram, Awake to Dream Again. So just like you were saying, Eric, um, what I do is every Sunday, um, well, what I've been doing is every Sunday at 3 p.m. Um, is having videos about different topics. And our, thir our first theme was um, self-awareness, and we'll start boundaries um, this coming month. And so it will be every other, every other Sunday um, or just whenever we want to talk about boundaries or whatever topic. But it's really staying connected and having that dialogue. And so you can find me on Instagram, um, Awake to Dream Again, or on Facebook, Awake to Dream Again. Um, and I'm just so mm -hmm. honored for the opportunity with this radio um, segment because, again, this is where it starts, honestly. It's having those conversations. It's allowing people to be provoked and to think about their own mental health. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I yeah. think we, we, need to do, we, we definitely need to do more shows like this right. uh, because, believe it or not, Mental. When you start talking mental health, that's like a big taboo in, in, in the black community. We don't like to talk about that. Mm -hmm. you know, that's just something we do not talk about whatsoever. And, and we need to talk. And, and we'll be able to help not just our family members but others, you know, friends, uh, acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Once we, we're able to realize and recognize what, what some of the, yeah. the problems are, you know, or just lead them into the, into the right direction. I guess that's that's what right. I'm looking for right there. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So this is outstanding, and then we're, I applaud you for what you're doing. I, I really do. P, you got anything for Sharma? I know you listening, taking notes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> back to the question. I hate to go backwards, but back to the question when you asked about the person that was unhappy in the three three year mm -hmm. um, relationship. Um, um, now, I know a lot, well, I ain't going to say a lot of people, but some people really try to honor their word regardless of whether um, they are happy or not. How would how would you address those issues? Because, you know, they believe, hey, I'm a man of my word, I'm a woman of my word, this is what I said, so this is what I'm going to do. Um, how, how, would, how would you address that? someone that is in an unhappy relationship but wants to stay or wants to honor their word? Yeah, honor the commitment that, you know, uh, they, that they would be committed, you know, to the relationship mm -hmm. or what have you. Yeah. 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 So if um, both parties want to make it work, again, it starts with communication. So the mm -hmm. moment you sense that you are unhappy in any relationship, and, and this is not just a partner, but any relationship that you have, um, it's really once you get that first feeling or that first thought is communicating that with the other person, giving that other person the opportunity to respond to how you feel. And so um, if both parties are committed to making it work, it's doing the work. It's um, seeking out outside help. Um, since inside help really didn't keep their relationship going, it's really mm -hmm. stepping out, finding a, um, um, a person who is also married and maybe doing couples counseling together 
or uh, maybe finding a mentor or just whoever you look up to when it comes to that type of thing. It's really um, allowing your partner, giving them the opportunity to decide also because it's not all about you. You know, of course, when you're in a relationship, that kind of goes away. It's about you guys together as a team. And so it's seeing where the other person is at. And if that other person is feeling the same thing, well, yeah, I committed something too and I want to stick to my word, okay, well, let's make it work. Let's do the work. You know, let's lay out the plan, let's lay out our goals, and let's set it up for each other. Now, the other person is not is not aware of what you're thinking and feeling. It goes back to what? The emotional abuse. Um, and so, like I said, again, miscommunication is self-sabotage because if you're feeling some kind of way, and you don't um and you don't communicate that to the other person, then what justice are you serving that relationship and what justice are you serving that person? Good answer. All right. Okay. Yeah. And so just for future reference, um, for those who do have uh anonymous or confidentiality questions, um, to awake to dream again, I do have an email. It's um, www.awake, or not www, sorry, awake to dream again at hushmail.com. Awake to dream again at hushmail.com. Because again, a lot of times there are questions that we want to be um, answered and we really don't know how to ask them or who to answer them to. And so, um, you know, if you want your questions to be answered, then feel free to ask me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was Awake to Dream Again at Hushmail.com. Yes, at Hushmail.com. Okay. Sounds like a fight there. That's all you got, P? I have to ask her because she ain't getting it. With her. Huh? <laughs> no, no, I'm not on the road today. I'm I'm listening. Taking it, taking it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, she's taking it in. Okay. <laughs> Good, good, good. All right, Shauna. Um, like I say, it's been a great having you on the show, and uh, I'm you. sure there'll be there'll be more questions coming. I'm quite sure. Uh, but yeah, we do appreciate it. And I honestly wish we had a little bit more time, but it is what it is. We're gonna have you back on the show here again shortly. I'm, uh, okay. I promise you that. Okay. Um, One last yeah. question. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead. How do we get to um how do we get started today um in taking care of our mental health? That's what a question someone asked. How do we start? Oh, okay. So um the question would be um within yourself. Even even if it's again the journaling, because I feel like the journaling would be very beneficial to someone, is writing down mm-hmm. What are some struggles that I feel like I'm facing as a person, as an individual? Um, What goals do I want to accomplish but don't know how to get there? Um, Are there any hindrances that I'm allowing to come in? So it's really if I am aspiring to be, I don't know, an astronaut, are you working towards that? Is that realistic or is that unrealistic? So it's really um, assessing your current situation so you know where to go from there. Um, if you feel like you can do it by yourself, then by all means, go ahead. But if you if if you want to, like I like I recommended last time, in finding someone that you can talk to, having accountability partners, then you have that discussion with them. 
Um, so it's really understanding your triggers. Um, so the first question you could ask is, what makes me upset? Is this um, healthy or is this unhealthy? Does this sabotage relationships or does not sabotage relationships? So it's really just asking yourself a series of questions. And I think I put some questions in um, the first video that I can post again. Um, and it's, it's like a whole series of questions that you can ask yourself, like, what is your self-care strategy? That could be a number one. A lot of people don't take care of themselves, and you can come off um, not being balanced. So, yeah, I do have a series of, of questions that I can post, um, again, that you can kind of ask yourself and see where you are with that. You're welcome. Yeah, that was just the last thing I wanted to throw out. Like I said, I could talk about mental health all day, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, we sure need some of it. Cause I, I, we need it. I, I'm not even going to yeah. put up a front. We need that. Um, yeah. But yes. Uh, okay. Any more questions out there before we 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 wrap this up here? Um, Pete, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I got that was that. Yeah. I, I always had. I always have to ask my my co-host that because she has some questions. She'd be like, "Yeah, let me get my question in." So I have to make sure y'all let me get a question in, y'all, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, Shana, once again, tell, tell the folk and the listeners how they can um, find you. And, y'all, I'm telling you, y'all need to look at these videos she puts out there on Sunday afternoon. They are outstanding. Yes, I'll be looking at them, y'all. Yes, I do. They're outstanding. That's why I know I had to get yeah. on the show. Okay, so y'all make sure y'all check yeah. it out. They, they're, man. All right, but go ahead, Shauna. Tell us how we can get in contact with you. Okay. So the Facebook page is called Awake to Dream Again, and that's on Facebook. And you can type, you can type in Awake to Dream Again, or you can do at Awake to Dream Again. Um, also on Instagram, Awake to Dream Again is on there, and it is at Awake underscore, underscore to underscore dream underscore again. Um, and you can also reach me at awake to dream again at hushmail.com. And so if you have any questions or answers, please feel free to um, put it down. Um, watch the videos, comment on there, like. Um, I have experienced such great dialogue on the video, um, on the videos in the comment section. Um, yeah, I love the feedback. I love to hear back and um, I love to respond. And so continue to support. Thank you in advance. And again, Facebook, Awake Stream again. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, thank you, ma'am. And uh, we'll be getting together here shortly because, you know, we got this project we're working on. We ain't going to tell them about right. it yet, but we, we, me and you, we got it. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank, thank you. For joining us, and, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, well, Take care. Before I do that, before I, before I do that, wait a minute, yes. before I do that, Shauna, you know, before we let anybody get out here, we, we ask for last words. So give me some last words. Give, give the listeners some last words, something that, that you want while you, before you get out of here. Okay. Um, last words. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you again for tuning in, for logging in, for watching. Um, this is just the beginning. Um, I am so for 
supporting and advocating for mental health because, again, we all experience mental health issues and trauma. And so the important thing is us us being honest with ourselves um, and us understanding that we all have room to grow. No one is exempt. And that's the beautiful thing about life is that you are able to grow and you're able to flourish in whatever you need to flourish. And so continue to um, dig up the jewels that you've allowed yourself to be hidden. And um, so, yeah, dream, dream dreamers, um, and live life and be great at what you do. Um, Set yourself up to success and set your legacy up for success. That's the most thing is your legacy. What will you be leaving behind when you leave this earth? Um, And so it's a beautiful thing. It is. And I would love to be a part. So, again, comment in the comment box. I would love to witness um, your beautiful journey of discovering who you are. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, ma'am. And once again, thank we do you. appreciate you taking out the time to hang out with us today. Thank okay? you. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, man, what a what a great young lady, and just full of knowledge, full of knowledge, you know, and, you know, we, we need more of that. We need more of that, so. All right, P, you know, it's about time for us to get up out of here, so come on, give me your last words here. Uh, she had a few great key points, and, you know, we said it before on the show, you know, we can't, you know, we can't allow anybody else to identify us, you know, Um we we have to do that. We have to define who we are. And, it's, and a great point that she made was to set those boundaries so that people don't just run rockshod all over you, you know, because that can wear you down. So, it, you know, we, we begin to take evaluate our own selves, our own lives, and, 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 and just set those, begin to set those boundaries, even if, 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 it's, when, if it's in and of our own self, of what, we will and what we won't tolerate and, and agree with ourselves to stop allowing those things is the first thing. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah, that that was a great point right there. Just empower yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I'll tell you. Oh, oh that's it? Yeah, that's it. I don't have a lot today. But man, I'm looking for you to go you on and get on the road. You was waiting for a long liturgy and all that stuff, weren't you? Yeah, wait. Heck yeah. Look, I had to yeah. kick my shoes. Look, I had to. I had to kick my shoes off and got comfortable. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be a minute. I'm be no, all right. No, no. <laughs> no, and the only other thing that 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 um that I would say, which she made a valid point that, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a choice. It's your choice. You know, I mean, the help is out there. I mean, we don't have to keep going around in the same circle every day, you know, choosing to be unhappy because, you know, we we got issues with trust or we got issues with rejections or we got issues with, with past hurts. There is help out there if you're willing to reach out and just move beyond your comfort zone, and, and find those people who you can trust because there is some, believe me, there is someone out there who will listen to you 
who is able, you know, to, you, you're able to confide in, and it won't go anywhere, you know. But it, you are the one who have to take the first step. You have to want to choose, you know, to move, to grow, you know, to get beyond hurt, you know. So that's the biggest part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you now, is that good? Is that good? Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Destroy.